Welcome, my friends, to Peace, Love, and Bring a Bat, the podcast that never ends, where we gather our clan and talk about the peace and love in our lives, the difficulties along the journey, and how we rise up from them. We will experience a little thing I call cluberty together, and by the end of the show, we're going to find our sweet spot. I'm Uncle Dave, and our transformation starts right here. Hey now, and how are you doing? Want to welcome you to the next episode of Peace, Love, and Bring a Bat. Today we have a master yoga instructor. She's a massage therapist. She's going to do a little astronomy. Give us some meditation. My friend Carmen. How are you doing, Carmen? Hi, David. Thank you for inviting me on your podcast. And I've been watching you since the inception and, and seeing you grow. So it's an honor to be here and participating today. Yeah, no, thanks. We've been we've been together for a while, and uh, it's it's been a it's been a wilder journey, as they always say. So, how's things mm-hmm. going with you? What what's going on with you? So, I have a lot of things going. I'm actually uh, really. I just launched a lot of new things in the past year. Um, I had launched a wellness clinic and a private practice for uh, pain management utilizing uh, massage modalities, breath work, yoga, and pretty much my 20 years of experience, just putting it together. I've always worked for other people and I have a lot of experience working for others and the universe just kind of pushed me to do it on my own. And it was really a hard uh, time. A lot of fears came up for me, a really hard time for me just to say, okay, I'm going to do this. But I did, I came up with um, my own private practice called Lotus Light Wellness and I uh, launched that um, probably a couple couple months ago. And then I also had a client who's been a client now, a private client for over a year. And I've helped him with a lot of his pain issues and, and sciatica and um, through my work. And he decided to invest in my wellness programs. So I had to open a nonprofit charity, which I never even thought about it, even though I did work for nonprofits as a volunteer for many years and in my time in Miami, but I never thought of opening my own. Um, But when I was telling him about my wellness programs, he says, look, I want to help you fund this. And so I'll be starting a wellness uh, nonprofit organization for uh, people who can't afford massage and and, and yoga and meditation. And so it's going to be for underserved areas Mm -hmm. and uh, to be able to offer all the the modalities and, and, and also have a team together too. So uh, wellness practitioners will be invited. We will do events and, and be able to, um, bring this to people who can't afford massage or can't afford, um, yoga and yoga classes and things like that to offer it for the community. That's awesome. That, you know, I always enjoy talking about giving back and things like that. So where are you, where, where is your center going to be located? So- I have a home clinic right now and there's no overhead. <laughs> so I, I used to have, uh, at one point in my life, I was gifted the opportunity to own a healing arts center and yoga studio. It was two lo- different locations and I had close to a $10,000 overhead. And I remember thinking, this is the opposite of yoga. This is the opposite of why I got into <laughs> uh, you know, wellness and healing and all that. So I somehow managed to... I have no, well, I had paid rent already. So I managed to have my own home clinic and arrange it where it feels like a clinic. It feels, but it's out of my home. So I don't have to pay all that overhead um, and, and be stressed out about, you know, paying two bills, you know, my home bills and a location. Um, Although I would love to one day open my own location right now. It's, it's on that level. 
All right, that's awesome. Uh, you know, it sounds so it sounds so exciting, and you know, mm-hmm. I mean, giving back is, is so important because you know that that's that energy that we talk about, right? The the energy of giving and the energy of you know healing. Uh, you know, as you know, you've been in the healing arts for many years, so you know that it's it, it's part energy work. And you know, right before we got on, we were talking about a little bit of astrology and what are the things that you do to help you get through. Uh, challenges. You know what? What are some of your resources that you use? Mm-hmm. Definitely, astrology has helped me uh, put things into perspective. I sometimes I'm going through a lot, and I don't know what's going on. And then I look into, I do my research into astrology, or I have also astrologers, and I ask them what's going on. And yeah, there's some sort of astrological alignments that do affect us and the moon affects us, the full moon, the new moons affect us. And if we align with this universal energy and these, uh, the universal flow of, of the stars and the moon and, 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 and how we are connected to them, we can get a lot of answers. And so in astrology, there is a lot of answers. And I was telling you before we began the podcast that we just had, we were having all these communication issues and it's Mercury retrograde right now. And um, things that usually work normally don't work during Mercury retrograde. Why? I'm not really quite sure the answer to that, but definitely Mercury retrograde can affect all sorts of communication. And it was just coupled with a Venus retrograde. And the Venus retrograde was uh, about a month long. It just ended on Monday. And I was aware of the Venus retrograde now that I follow astrology. And uh, Venus retrograde brings up, uh, you know, Venus's the planet of actually uh, our, our business ventures, our dreams, our desires, our love, um, money, uh, all those good things in life is Venus, right? Good fortune, all of that. So I, when I saw Venus retrograde coming, I said, oh, this is something to pay attention to. And, and so I was just going about my day. I knew Venus or my life it lasted about a, over a month, about 40, 50 days. Um, but I had a great deal of emotional um, issues come up for me, but way from the past, things that I had just hidden underneath, kind of things that we brush under the carpet, we don't even think about. And all of a sudden, these wounds came up for me and I was so easily triggered. I got very easily triggered by certain things. I'm like, why is this triggering me? And then I realized, oh no, this is stuff that I haven't worked on or I haven't really released and I have to look at this a little closer. Um, So I was able to... um, write everything out. When I wrote everything out, it was about seven page, seven to eight pages long wow. <laughs> of, of, of my story of things that I hadn't really fully processed, uh, of wounds, heart wounds and things that were actually block uh, blocking me from my abundance, you know, my flow of like love and, and, and money and all of that. And I realized I need to look at this really closely and, um, and, and this wound that happened and these, these blockages that are, that are, uh, that are happening that are within me. And then I realized, Oh, this is Venus retrograde, bring it up. And, and then the cancer full moon, just, I was so emotional. I was just crying. I was <laughs> so, and, and it's interesting the way that it was coupled with uh, the full moon and cancer because cancer is all about emotional. It's water. And so we just allowed that just to flow, like just go out and release it. And so being aware of astrology and then the Mercury retrograde also, I, I couldn't even communicate. I mean, there was so much emotional stuff. And when I would try to communicate, I would just sound angry because I hadn't processed the anger. It hadn't turned into grief yet. So there's a lot going on the past <laughs> past month. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's what happens. Uh, you know, uh, you know, 
it all comes to it all comes to fruition, especially as you had mentioned about you know pushing things underneath the rug, uh, and, and we all do that. And so, how do you help clear yourself uh, of those things in the rug? So, how, how do you just get through it? Well, you know, one one of these uh, we actually aren't aware sometimes that we're brushing things under the rug because of the fact that we're in survival mode. So, for a long time. I didn't have time to deal with it because it was so painful. Sometimes we just we don't want to deal with it because it's hard to look at. It's very painful to 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 look at things that have deeply hurt us. And so we just like in survival and we just we but, you know, it's important. Like I said, it, it causes blockages in the body. So it's important to find the time. And so what I did during this time is just really allow myself to sit with myself. That's why meditation and, and my practice of meditation is so important. I, I practice transcendental meditation. I also practice uh, yoga and breathing and, and, and using these tools to sit with myself and sit with the emotion. And at times it's so painful. You feel your heart like on fire at, at times. Sometimes if you're dealing with the emotion of hurt or grief or, or whatnot but you just let it come up for you and then you just allow yourself to just feel it and then there's always answers in that you know there's always answers in the pain and our pain is our teacher so we're able to sit with ourselves sit with our pain sit with our our grief and our emotions and just you know you know what is the the root cause of this what is the root cause and ask yourself and write a lot of journaling and writing helps a lot too because once we start to write we get it out it's not inside anymore yeah, there's very there's a lot of powerful. I mean, when I wrote uh, the, what eventually became the, the draft of my TEDx talk, I wrote 35 pages worth of stuff, and and I remember going outside and putting it in my fire pit and let, lighting it up and watching it, you know, dissipate again, energy wise, dissipate, and I felt a relief. Uh, the energy didn't all that negative energy, all the things that had brought me to where I was. It, I had I had the power, not it, and it was really interesting watching it, you know, burn up in the in the in the ashes, clean up, and some of it went to the universe, you know, in, in just energetically, and you know, it really I think about that all the time about when I tell people work with people about writing, so that's beautiful, um, and you so you said you do a lot of meditation, and I, I know. You, when we were talking, you wanted to talk about a, a laughing meditation. So I, I'd love to hear about it because I use laughing sometimes with my havening. Uh, we call it ho-ho-ho therapy. You know, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's just doing something that might be a little s- silly, but it also gives you that different type of connection and, and enlightenment. So would you like to share with us, please? Okay, sorry, that's a little bit of mercury going for. I don't know what I touched. <laughs> I'm trying to get the uh, to, to my phone to sit up. There we go. Okay, perfect. Yes. So the laughter meditation is. I can I can just walk you through uh, five ten minutes. So a little bit of background on the power of laughter and laughter as medicine. And my background is that I'm a trained uh, laughter yoga instructor. I've been uh, practicing this this source of medicine, which is evidence-based, research-based, founded by a doctor in India for 15 years, sharing it in community. 
And so this laughter medicine is actually four concepts. And the four concepts are actually proven to reduce the cortisol, which is the stress hormone that's measured in the, in the saliva. And so when we do reduce the cortisol hormone, that stress hormone, it's, you know, stress is the root cause of so many issues, right? So as I said, you know, we have uh, this medicine available to us and we can actually utilize it. It's always better to practice in groups. And I just really enjoy practicing groups. But if you want to do a little bit of laughter on your own, it's, uh, it's fine to do it on your own as well. So we're going to go ahead and do five minutes. I'm going to uh, walk you through the four concepts of laughter yoga founded by this doctor that actually prescribes laughter uh, for medicine. And the, four, the first concept is the very simple breathing. Okay, so the laughter breath, we're just going to inhale and take a deep breath. And exhale. And inhale. You can even use your arm. And exhale. Good. And last one. Inhale. And exhale. And inhale. Hold the breath. Hold it. Hold it. And integrate with laughter. All right. So that's the laughter breath. We grounded with a few breaths and then we did the laughter breath. Now the second concept is the childlike playfulness. So something that we all have in common is that we're all children once. And they say that the average child laughs over a hundred times a day, but the average adult may be if that 10 to 20 times a day. So there's something about the inner, the, the child that we need to learn and we need to connect with that inner child to help us laugh and be more spontaneous. Right. So this helps us connect to the inner child. It's a simple chant. And it goes like this. Very good. Very good. Yay. Can you do that? Very good. Very good. Yay. Very good. Very good. All right. So that already like loosened me up. I'm feeling like a kid again. Yay. All right. So the third concept we have is the um, chanting and clapping worldwide laughter chant. And like you said, Dave, ho, ho, sometimes you go into the ho, ho. This is it, what it is. Ho, ho, ha, ha, ha. So the laughter chant is very simple and it's ho, ho, ha, ha, ha. Ho, ho, ha, ha, ha. Ho, ho, ha, ha, ha. Ho, ho. ho, ho. ho, ho. ho, ho. Clapping. Okay. Oh, clapping also. Okay. Ho, ho, ha, ha, ha. Ho ho ha ha 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 ha. You got it. You got it. You got the rhythm. So the whole concept behind the chanting and clapping is that when we sing and we clap, it's bringing it's bringing endorphins into the body. It's raising the energy in our body as well. Clapping is also with the acupressure points. Clapping is very good for you. It brings energy into the body. It's like drinking a coffee. So if you feel, you know, you're really low of energy, just start clapping. Ho, ho, ha, ha, ha. Ho, ho, ha, ha, ha. Ho, ho, ha, ha, ha. Right? And so guess what? This is the secret to the laughter medicine. The body doesn't know the difference between a fake smile and a real smile. Fake laughter or simulated laughter. We're still receiving the benefits. So you can literally feel 
not good, like crap, but start laughing and your body starts to release these, these chemicals and in, in the endorphins and the serotonin and the oxytocin and the dopamine. These are the neurotransmitters in the body that actually are uh, these chemicals and signals that are saying, hey, I feel good. So this is what helps uh, to reduce that cortisol. So when we practice simulated laughter, this kind of practice, just smiling for no reason, just smile. (laughs) (laughs) Our body thinks that we're having a great time and we could actually be in the most stressful, horrible situation in the whole world. And trust me, I've been in these situations in my life and I've had to be a laughter yoga teacher and go teach a class when I had the most stressful awful day. Things are not going my way and I'm not happy and I'm grieving or whatever, but I have to go teach a laughter yoga class. And I remember thinking, how am I going to teach this laughter yoga class right now? And literally I would go in there and just stick to the concepts, just like a technology, just utilize it. And I leave there feeling completely different. Right. And full of energy. Oh, well, that's so awesome. That, that was the third concept. Go ahead. No, and that's awesome. But it, one question. So isn't there a little bit of like, I know you're, we're trying to trick our bodies a little bit, but isn't there also a point of like fake it till you make it, which is sort of like toxic positivity. We want to make sure that, you know, that we actually do these things and you have to believe those things. So it's okay that if you're not feeling it uh, to try to do it and if you can't get yourself out, there's other techniques as well. But you had one last technique. Right. Yeah, it's very counterintuitive, very counterintuitive. Right. I mean, I don't feel like laughing or not. I feel like crying. I feel like screaming. I'm super angry. And then, yeah, you're, you're forcing this kind of uh, situation in your body. But, you know, that's why we we have the concepts, because like any medicine, right, it's mimicking. It's 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 actually lying to the body. Like there's that's what pharmaceutical, <laughs> you know, pharmaceuticals are. It's telling the body, hey, do this, and then it'll have a, this kind of response, right? Mm-hmm. So this is a simulated same same kind of response, except you're active, you're taking active role in your own medicine. And so, I mean, that's why for what the concept that that Dr. Kataria actually uh, started is for clubs, because he said that really the real medicine is in the socializing. Yeah, You know, you could do this by yourself, but it's really hard to do by yourself. And that's, you know, it's easy to take a pill by yourself, right? But when you have to laugh by yourself and you're angry, that's hard to get yourself in that space. So that's why he wanted the laughter clubs, because once you come into the space and in the into the field of other people and you all ra- are with the intention of raising that frequency and energy and supporting each other, this is the real medicine, right? So he started the laughter clubs, which are done all over the world. And people go there to laugh. And so this is the whole point of, um, of me being a laughter leader instructor, which I train people to start laughter clubs and get certified in laughter leadership so they can start their own clubs and people can go to your house or the park and then they go when they get their medicine because the social networking part is very important of it. Yeah, as we've all learned over the past two years, you know, being part of a community, uh, you know, is, we all need that. We all need that human contact in, in different forms. And that's, you know, really the important part is all this is it's ideally to do it with people. But uh, if you have to do it by yourself, it's um, I guess it's a lot of like other things, um, you know, yeah, a lot harder. It's definitely harder. But I'm going to tell you one thing that the smiling in traffic has really helped me because mm. one thing that I hate is traffic. 
And then I used to live in Miami and there was traffic and I just, it's just beyond your control. Sometimes things yeah. are beyond your control, but I just, I can feel my energy just getting, and I just start, I'm like, smile. I just start smiling. And then I smile for in the traffic the whole time, just simulated smile. And I can literally feel like my body loosening up. I was like, wow, I can feel that shift in the body from the, the simulated smile. Yeah, it's, the, it's those intentions we put in ourselves that you're able to do that because it, it really is retraining the brain that even under a stressful situation, if you're able to calm yourself down, you take control of your feelings at that time. And it, it's easier when there's a group, but when it's not, it, it's more difficult. When you're in traffic in the car by yourself, you might have to be late to pick up. I know you have a, a child, so pick up your, you know, your, your child. So it becomes other stresses. But if you could just still smile through that, that becomes the real powerful piece. We'll be back in a moment. This is John. And Mark Cronin from John's Crazy Socks. And we're interrupting to say, we hope you're enjoying this episode, but please make sure to check out our show, The Spreading Happiness Podcast, another great show produced by Launchpad 516 Studios. New episodes are available every week on all your favorite podcast platforms. Join us on our new podcast as we continue our mission, Spreading Happiness. Thank you, folks. You're listening to Peace, Love, and Bring It Back with me, Uncle Dave, Dave Shemetsky. Yeah, definitely. I think that uh, there's very simple tools that we can use, even, you know, through your practice of meditation, laughter, and these kind of things that can really, really, really work physiologically they have an effect on us and they do work. And if we can tap into that, you know, it's going to help our health. And this is all about health, you know, improving our health and and having the tools to improve our health. So we don't get, you know, taken away by the, the river of stress and, 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 and pain and all that. Yep. No, it is. It's just making the energies flow as you're saying at the river of stress. But if we just let it flow, because we know if it flows long enough, it's going to eventually affect us one way if it's damned if we hold on to that energy but if we release it and make sure our releases are always constant that's really powerful that becomes really powerful Mm -hmm. yeah so pretty much the fourth concept is the laughter exercises and there's many laughter exercises and laughter exercises are always being made every day you can make up new laughter exercises but we'll just do one laughter exercise for today and this one is what we, what I'm on right now and what everybody's always on. Everybody's always on their Their phone. phone. Exactly. So let's go ahead and do laughter phone. Let me see your laughter phone. All right. Here's my laughter phone. (laughs) And so somebody is just saying the funniest thing. And you just got to keep playing into it. Yep. And we walk around in the laugh in the club and we walk around on our laughter phones and laugh. And, you know, each laughter exercise is about could be one to three minutes. And so the, what do they say? We need 15 to 20 minutes 
uh, to release these chemicals in the body and to get the physiological effect that helps to reduce the cortisol levels. So, you know, that's, that's the four concepts. And if you want, you can practice it on your own, or if you want, you, I'm going to be doing a laughter leader, uh, training and whoever's watching this, I would love for you to join our laughter leader training and you can start a laughter club in your town. And we can spread this laughter medicine. So how can we find out if there is already a laughter club in our town? Is there a place to check that out? Or Well, yeah, there is. And it's laughteryoga.org. And it's, they have um, all that information there. If you want to find it, you type in your city. And if you want to find a laughter leader or a laughter club, they have that information actually on there. Okay, and uh, you're still based in Florida, so if, if you're in uh, the, the Tampa area, reach out to Carmen. How would be the best way for people to contact you? Well, I'm doing a Zoom. Uh, oh, you're doing Zoom classes. Training. Oh, okay, awesome. Yeah, actually, this is why the pandemic was actually very good for me because I got really comfortable with Zoom. And now people can do laughter leader trainings wherever they're at and start a laughter club anywhere in the world. And so that's really, for me, um, what I'd like to do is just invite anybody from anywhere and, and train them. It's a two day training. So we do uh, all day Saturday and Sunday. And then you, we, I send you the link to print out your, your booklet and has all the information that you need. You also get in the system in the laughter yoga system. So if somebody does want to do laughter yoga, they can, they find your name and they find out that you're a leader. And, um, so your information is going to be on the, on the world, um, the the worldwide laughter club in, in the directory uh, yeah sure the, the directory yeah yep that sounds really awesome so I, I, you should start one Dave yeah in my spare time uh, that you know that's the challenge I, I'm not looking to take on any more responsibility right now uh, not a responsibility it's just fun you know well, you just say Friday, Friday night I mean why why not you know Friday night come over for an hour it's only one hour. Yeah, no, it's definitely a concept. It's definitely something that I'm willing to to do in the future. Uh, you seem to have a really good following, and I'm sure a lot of people will show up to your laughter club. I bet <laughs> you they would. Uh, I, I bet you they would. Uh, you know, between between writing the books and uh, my coaching practice and the podcast is, you know, there's a lot of stuff plus my, my day job, right? Uh, so that's why, you know, you also have to, you know, when I always talk about the bat it's it's that bringing that balance you know you don't want to be keep running from place to place uh, i i did that last week I, that was one of the thing conversations you and i had is that if i was doing too much and i didn't make enough time to take that breath uh as you were talking about breathing earlier if what i don't do that it's not good it it, it it just all the all the stresses uh stay you know not everything goes flowing for me so yeah, it's definitely one of those things. And, you know, you and I always talk. So, well, you're, well, you're just going to keep reminding me. Because if you're going to be, you know, you have your work life, you have your podcast, that's all in beta waves, right? So laughter is theta waves. So right. when you do laughter, you actually bring yourself, uh, it's 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 more like an alpha theta wave. So you mm -hmm. bring yourself into a wave. So it sounds like you're doing a lot of alpha waving. Um, which is go, go, go. So it might actually create a, uh, doing something like this in your life, it might actually create that self-care time that you need to balance, you know, what all the work that you're and energy you're putting out. Yeah, no, I, and I, I actually spend a lot of time in, in Delta uh, because I, with, the, with the helvet havening, uh, it, it, that, that's what mm -hmm. I use as my, my personal reset when I teach people how to reset. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I try to have them live more in the, in the Delta, the, the Delta waves. Uh, but you know, it, it, but you do have to mix it up because that's the thing is you can't just do one thing 
because eventually our our brains, you know, summarize it and by mixing it up, it, it, it's not a bad idea. That's why, uh, as I told you, with that ho ho uh, havening, uh, you know, you, you got to bring in the laughter. You got to make sure you bring out uh, if there's any sort of pain that you've gone through. You have to try to you know retrain your brain to release that and then move forward. Now, I, I you know I know you always talk about grounding, and I would love you to if you can give me a special R that you might have. Uh, you know, I always talk about the grounding of, of earth and, and heart uh, being one and, one and the same. Do you have mm-hmm. a special R? Is a special R? Yeah, a word that starts with R. Oh, there's so many words. I mean, reset and relief. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which one do you like better? It doesn't matter. It's for you. It's what, what, what words do you, do you like? So I'm oh. always, yeah, so, uh, you know. Relax. Release, reset, uh, revamp, relief. Yep. There's so many wonderful R words. Okay. All right. Now, um, so how did you learn all these things? You know, wh- what brought you? I mean, these were some amazing things. You know, and unfortunately, uh, being an empath, you have to go through a lot of stuff to then get through. Well, you know, what are some of those Phoenix moments that you might have experienced? Uh, and of course, protect the innocent and, you know, only from your experience. It, it's funny that you use the, the, the Phoenix, uh, because I identify with the Phoenix so much in my life. I've had so many Phoenix moments where I'd had to start from scratch. Um, and, 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 and yeah, every, my whole 20 year journey into, um, healing arts was uh, all about uh, the Phoenix because I studied film in college and actually uh, that's when I ran into a Qigong master. And so this Qigong master introduced me to the healing arts. He was healing people of Parkinson's and uh, he was working with the Disney Institute of Oncology, working on uh, for pain management on cancer patients. And my, my boyfriend at the time was playing his music because he was a sound healer. And he had this healing music. And I said, I don't know what this music is doing to me, but it's just, it's really powerful and it's really relaxing me. And he says, oh, this is a Qigong master that my roommate studies with. And I bought the CD. I said, I have to meet this master. So when I went to go meet him, I started to practice with him because he would do classes for Qigong for the community. Mm -hmm. And then he had a clinic. And when I went to his clinic and I was studying film and I did a documentary on him because he actually found out I was a film student and needed somebody to document his patients and their testimonials of the doctors and the, the nurses and the patients. And from there, I was just being a film student and just was uh, wanting to do a documentary on him. So I actually did a documentary as a film student on him as a class, a whole thesis project and uh, learned uh, so much about healing arts, apprenticing with him, writing out the the uh, documentary that, um, you know, I, I had processing time. So I graduated, got to work in Miami Beach. I actually started, um, he would work on me too as a film student. He's like, oh, you look stressed out. And he would do Qigong on me. And he would, I was actually suffering from depression, taking, you know, depression and anti-anxiety medication. I got off of that after his Qigong. And then I started doing martial arts in college, started doing yoga. And then when I got a job in Miami Beach, uh, working in a production company, uh, when I graduated, I just, all I wanted to do was yoga. So I ended up doing yoga every day and um, I ended up um, doing my yoga teacher training. 
And then from doing my yoga teacher training, I um, decided to just go the yoga route. And I left production and I, uh, you know, ended up going to the yoga route. But then the yoga route ended for me. A couple things happened and I had to start massage route. But it, of course, you know, it was a very painful situation to leave, you know, decide to leave yoga. Something very painful happened that I'm not going to get into yeah. where I decided, okay, yoga, you know, I owned a yoga studio and, you know, some things happened that were traumatizing for me. And then I had to, I decided to go into massage and I went to massage school. And then from massage, I ended up luckily, um, you know, getting into pain management. And now I kind of combine the yoga and, and massage and breathing and meditation and all that. But I've studied with amazing masters. And I think that's what, um, what credits my work and I credit them and I credit the universe and God, because he always sent me to the right people. Like I met with this master in college that opened me up to the healing arts and made, made me a believer. And I was able to meet my teacher and Miami beach for yoga that she was also a transformational breath work. And she was not only like a yoga teacher, she was also a healer, grew up in Jamaica as uh, her mom was just hundred percent natural medicine and she uh, was also a meditator and introduced, uh, we, we, we worked a lot with um, meditation and transformation in our breath. So it wasn't just like a regular te- uh, yoga teacher training. And we studied yoga and the, the sutras and it was the eight limb path and very classical star yoga, Iyengar, Ashtanga, Shivananda, which was all, you know, the way that the gurus brought it from India. So it was very traditional style of yoga. And now I'm in a master's program for Ayurveda. You know, so those seeds were planted when I was younger that made me a believer that had, I just wanted to keep learning and studying. And, and that's how I stayed on this path. Be, and also the universe showing me clients getting good feedback. You know, somebody would come to yoga class. I feel so great, you know, and then somebody coming to my massage. This is amazing. So I think the universe also tells you when you're on the right path. You know, when people come back and tell you, oh, this was an amazing massage. I feel so much better. And they're getting results you say, okay, I, you know, I'm on the right path. And, and, and so you keep going. Yeah. I just had that conversation with somebody last night, uh, talking about the universe rewards you when you're on the right path. And, you know, it, you know, it's a long journey. It's not the, it's not, there's no quick, uh, go to the head of class type stuff, but you know, you do get rewarded by doing things like that. And it sounds like you, you've built this great, pro- excuse me, this great practice that, where we've where you've done had that mind body soul you know continual growth uh, pieces of, of your life which is really exciting. Uh, do you have any uh, final like seeds of wisdom that you can share with us or ideas that we can use uh, besides reaching out to Carmen? Mm-hmm. Oh, so just my main. I should be really in a way coaching. Sometimes I feel like I. I don't have a coaching practice, but I, a lot of the clients who come to me, they also get wellness coaching and and all that, but just most important is just follow your heart, whatever makes your, you know, your soul feel alive and whatever makes your heart open and, and whatever makes you feel at peace and, and all those good feelings, listen to that because that is your soul speaking to you and listen to your emotions and, you know, when something doesn't feel right, listen to that. And these are all um, indicators and trying to set us on the right path, right? So we need to really be in touch with our emotions and, and listen to ourselves and also finding the time uh, for your own self-care because it can get loud out there. It can get loud. It can drown out what's really right for us. 
Yeah, that, well, thank you. That, that That's amazing. And, you know, really, between uh, our laugh yoga and all the different things for taking care of ourselves, those are the most important things. And really, that's what gives you your peace and love. And when you need to bring a bat, make sure that you just take that sweet spot, hit the sweet spot, but make sure you do it properly, uh, of course, nonviolently, but also just make sure that you swing away. And thank you, everybody. Yeah. I got a bat over there, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> I've had to use it a couple of times, or at least I should have. But yeah, wow, this is amazing. Thank you so much for having me and, and giving me an opportunity to share and all that. Yeah, no, I love it. Uh, you know, we've known each other for a while, so I really uh, appreciate the opportunity. Mm-hmm. All right. Namaste. Namaste. I'm really glad that you're enjoying our show. Peace, Love, and Bring a Bat is brought to you by Launchpad 516 Studios. Executive produced by David Chemetsky and George Andriopoulos. Music selections by James Grant, Zach Nelson, and James Gaither, and licensed through Storyblock. Sound effects and sponsorship music licensed through Epidemic Sound. Peace, Love, and Bring a Bat is hosted with Podbean. Subscribe to our show wherever podcasts are available. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and share with all of your friends. Follow us on Facebook at Peace, Love, and Bring a Bat. Follow me, Uncle Dave, Dave Shemetsky, on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Clubhouse. You can find all those links and more info at davidshemetsky.com. For show ideas, feedback, guest inquiries, or just a chat, reach out to me at peacelovebringabat at gmail.com. For sponsorship and media inquiries, reach out to peacelovebringabat at lp516.com. Make sure to follow all the great podcasts produced by Launchpad 516 Studios. Today's journey has come to a close, my friends. I hope the seeds of peace and love continue to grow for each one of you. Remember that peace and love surrounds you and will assist you to rise again. But don't forget to bring it back for what you believe in. Namaste. Namaste.